You're listening to a Glassbox Media Podcast. Before we begin today's episode, you're about to hear from our sponsors. Sponsors make it possible for this show to continue. That said, we recognize that some listeners will prefer to get rid of sponsorship messages and advertisements. If that's you, please consider signing up for the ad-free version of this show. Head on over to icantsleep.supportingcast.fm to sign up and listen on your podcast player of choice. Use code SLEEP for one free month of the subscription. And now, a word from our sponsors. If you love falling asleep to the I Can't Sleep podcast, I think I know of a brand new show for you to wake up to. The Daily Book Club is a podcast where the host, Otis Gray, reads classic stories every day, one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Hear amazing tales read start to finish. Whether you want to get engaged and wrapped up in fantastic stories that have stood the test of time, or you just want to relax and listen to a great book, The Daily Book Club is there for you to get lost in however you like. Right now, Otis is reading The Enchanted April. In the 1920s, four women, unfulfilled with life, take a chance and abscond to a dreamy medieval Italian castle in the month of April as the flowers bloom. It's a story dripping with wisteria, the beauty of solitude, and an unlikely pursuit of joy in Portofino, Italy. A perfect book to start this season. You can find The Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. Subscribe so you never miss an episode and tune in each morning to hear what happens next. Welcome to the I Can't Sleep podcast, where I read random articles to bore you to sleep with my soothing voice. I'm your host, Benjamin Boster. Today's episode is from a Wikipedia article titled Motherboard. As more people discover the benefits of fasting, including weight loss, enhanced mental and physical performance, and improved gut health, the challenge often lies in the daunting prospect of not eating. That's where Prolon comes in, a groundbreaking plant-based nutrition program that nourishes your body while tricking your cells into thinking they're fasting. Developed over decades at the University of Southern California's Longevity Institute and supported by top U.S. medical centers, Prolon is designed to maintain healthy blood sugar levels support cardiovascular health, and help reduce abdominal fat. However, Prolon is not just a diet. It's a science-driven approach rooted in Nobel Prize-winning medical research. The journey with Prolon begins with a five-day regimen of snacks, soups, and beverages, all crafted to sustain a fasting state. Choosing a nutrition program can be daunting, yet Prolon would be at the top of my list for its convenience, scientific backing, and effectiveness. It's no surprise that thousands of doctors now recommend Prolon to foster healthy blood sugar and cardiovascular health. Right now, Prolon is offering I Can't Sleep listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash I Can't Sleep. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash I Can't Sleep for this special offer. That's prolonlife.com slash I Can't Sleep. And thank you to Prolon for sponsoring the podcast. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. 
They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become mentally stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. A motherboard, sometimes alternatively known as the main board, main circuit board, system board, baseboard, planner board, or logic board, or colloquially a MOBO, is the main printed circuit board, PCB, found in general purpose computers and other expandable systems. It holds and allows communication between many of the crucial electronic components of a system, such as the central processing unit, CPU, and memory, and provides connectors for other peripherals. Unlike a backplane, a motherboard usually contains significant subsystems such as the central processor, the chipset's input, output, and memory controllers, interface connectors, and other components integrated for general purpose use and applications. Motherboard specifically refers to a PCB with expansion capability, and as the name suggests, this board is often referred to as the mother of all components attached to it, which often include peripherals, interface cards, and daughter cards, sound cards, video cards, network cards, hard drives, or other forms of persistent storage, TV tuner cards, cards providing extra USB or firewire slots, and a variety of other custom components. Similarly, the term mainboard is applied to devices with a single board and no additional expansions or capability, such as controlling boards in laser printers, televisions, washing machines, mobile phones, and other embedded systems with little expansion abilities. Prior to the invention of the microprocessor, the digital computer consisted of multiple printed circuit boards in a card cage case with components connected by a backplane, a set of interconnected sockets. In very old designs, copper wires were the discrete connections between card connector pins, but printed circuit boards soon became the standard practice. The central processing unit, CPU, memory, and peripherals were housed on individual printed circuit boards, which were plugged into the back plane. The ubiquitous S100 bus of the 1970s is an example of this type of backplane system. The most popular computers of the 1980s, such as the Apple II and IBM PC, had published schematic diagrams and other documentation which permitted rapid reverse engineering and third-party replacement motherboards. Usually intended for building new computers compatible with the exemplars, 
Many motherboards offered additional performance or other features and were used to upgrade the manufacturer's original equipment. During the late 1980s and early 1990s, it became economical to move an increasing number of peripheral functions onto the motherboard. In the late 1980s, personal computer motherboards began to include single ICs, also called Super I.O. chips, capable of supporting a set of low-speed peripherals. Keyboard, mouse, floppy disk drive, serial ports, and parallel ports. By the late 1990s, many personal computer motherboards included consumer-grade embedded audio, video, storage, and networking functions without the need for any expansion cards at all. Higher-end systems for 3D gaming and computer graphics typically retained only the graphics card as a separate component. Business PCs, workstations, and servers were more likely to need expansion cards, either for more robust functions or for higher speeds. Those systems often had fewer embedded components. Laptop and notebook computers that were developed in the 1990s integrated the most common peripherals. This even included motherboards with no upgradable components, a trend that would continue as smaller systems were introduced after the turn of the century, like the tablet computer and the netbook. Memory, processors, network controllers, power source, and storage would be integrated into some systems. A motherboard provides the electrical connections by which the other components of the system communicate. Unlike a backplane, it also contains a central processing unit and hosts other subsystems and devices. A typical desktop computer has its microprocessor, main memory, and other essential components connected to the motherboard. Other components such as external storage, controllers for video display and sound, and peripheral devices may be attached to the motherboard as plug-in cards or via cables. In modern microcomputers, it is increasingly common to integrate some of these peripherals into the motherboard itself. An important component of a motherboard is the microprocessor's supporting chipset, which provides the supporting interfaces between the CPU and the various buses and external components. This chipset determines to an extent the features and capabilities of the motherboard. Modern motherboards include sockets or slots in which one or more microprocessors may be installed. In the case of CPUs in ball grid array packages, such as the VIA C3, the CPU is directly soldered to the motherboard. Memory slots into which the system's main memory is to be installed typically in the form of DIMM modules containing DRAM chips. A chipset which forms an interface between the CPU's front side bus, main memory, and peripheral buses. Non-volatile chips, usually flash ROM and modern motherboards, containing the system's firmware or BIOS. A clock generator which produces the system clock signal to synchronize the various components. Slots for expansion cards, the interface to the system via the buses supported by the chipset. Power connectors, which receive electrical power from the computer power supply and distribute it to the CPU, chipset, 
main memory, and expansion cards. As of 2007, some graphic cards, e.g. GeForce 8 and Radeon R600, require more power than the motherboard can provide, and thus dedicated connectors have been introduced to attach them directly to the power supply. Connectors for hard drives, typically SATA only. Disk drives also connect to the power supply. Additionally, nearly all motherboards include logic and connectors to support commonly used input devices, such as USB for mouse devices and keyboards. Early personal computers such as the Apple II or IBM PC included only this minimal peripheral support on the motherboard. Occasionally, video interface hardware was also integrated into the motherboard. For example, on the Apple II and rarely on the IBM-compatible computers, such as the IBM PC Jr. Additional peripherals such as disk controllers and serial ports were provided as expansion cards. Given the high thermal design power of high-speed computer CPUs and components, modern motherboards nearly always include heat sinks and mounting points for fans to dissipate excess heat. Motherboards are produced in a variety of sizes and shape called computer form factor, some of which are specific to individual computer manufacturers. However, the motherboards used in IBM-compatible systems are designed to fit various case sizes. As of 2007, most desktop computer motherboards use the ATX standard form factor. Even those found in Macintosh and Sun computers which have not been built from commodity components. A case's motherboard and power supply unit, PSU, form factor, must all match, though some smaller form factor motherboards of the same family will fit larger cases. For example, an ATX case will usually accommodate a micro-ATX motherboard. Computers generally use highly integrated miniaturized and customized motherboards. This is one of the reasons that laptop computers are difficult to upgrade and expensive to repair. Often the failure of one laptop component requires the replacement of the entire motherboard, which is usually more expensive than a desktop motherboard. A CPU socket, central processing unit, or slot is an electrical component that attaches to a printed circuit board, PCB, and is designed to house a CPU, also called a microprocessor. It is a special type of integrated circuit socket designed for very high pin counts. A CPU socket provides many functions, including a physical structure to support the CPU, support for a heatsink, facilitating replacement as well as reducing cost and most importantly, forming an electrical interface both with the CPU and the integrated peripherals. With the steadily declining costs of size of integrated circuits, it is now possible to include support for many peripherals on the motherboard. By combining many functions on one PCB, the physical size and total cost of the system may be reduced. Highly integrated motherboards are thus especially popular in small form factor and budget computers.
disk controllers for a floppy disk drive, up to two PETA drives, and up to six SATA drives, including RAID 01 support. Integrated graphics controllers supporting 2D and 3D graphics with VGA and TV output. Integrated sound cards supporting 8-channel, 7.1 audio and SPDIF output. Ethernet network controller for connection to a LAN and to receive internet. USB controller supporting up to 12 USB ports. IRDA controller for infrared data communication, e.g. with an IRDA-enabled cellular phone or printer. Temperature, voltage, and fan speed sensors that allow software to monitor the health of computer components. A typical motherboard will have a different number of connections depending on its standard and form factor. A standard modern ATX motherboard will typically have two or three PCI Express 16X connection for a graphics card, one or two legacy PCI slots for various expansion cards, and one or two PCIe 1X, which has superseded PCI. A standard EATX motherboard will have two to four PCIe 16X connection for graphics cards and a varying number of PCI and PCIe 1X slots. It can sometimes also have a PCIe 4X slot. Will vary between brands and models. Some motherboards have two or more PCIe 16X slots to allow more than two monitors without special hardware or use a special graphics technology called SLI for NVIDIA and Crossfire for AMD. These allow two to four graphics cards to be linked together to allow better performance in intensive graphical computing tasks such as gaming, video editing, etc. Motherboards are generally air-cooled with heat sinks often mounted on larger chips such as the Northbridge in modern motherboards. Insufficient or improper cooling can cause damage to the internal components of the computer or cause it to crash. Passive cooling or a single fan mounted on the power supply was sufficient for many desktop computer CPUs until the late 1990s. Since then, most have required CPU fans mounted on their heat sinks due to rising clock speeds and power consumption. Most motherboards have connectors for additional computer fans and integrated temperature sensors to detect motherboard and CPU temperatures and controllable fan connectors, which the BIOS or operating system can use to regulate fan speed. Alternatively, computers can use a water cooling system instead of many fans. Some small form factor computers and home theater PCs designed for quiet and energy efficient operation boast fanless designs. This typically requires the use of a low-power CPU, as well as a careful layout of the motherboard and other components to allow for heat sink placement. In 2003, study found that some spurious computer crashes and general reliability issues, ranging from screen image distortions to I.O. read-write errors, can be attributed not to software or peripheral hardware, but to aging capacitors on PC motherboards. Ultimately, this was shown to be the result of a faulty electrolyte formulation, an issue termed capacitor plague. 
Standard motherboards use electrolyte capacitors to filter the DC power distributed around the motherboard. These capacitors age at a temperature-dependent rate as their water-based electrolytes slowly evaporate. This can lead to loss of capacitance and subsequent motherboard malfunctions due to voltage instabilities. While most capacitors are rated for 2,000 hours of operation at 105 degrees Celsius, their expected design life roughly doubles for every 10 degrees Celsius below this. At 65 degrees Celsius, a lifetime of 3 to 4 years can be expected. However, many manufacturers deliver substandard capacitors, which significantly reduce life expectancy. Inadequate case cooling and elevated temperatures around the CPU socket exacerbate this problem. With top blowers, the motherboard components can be kept under 95 degrees Celsius, effectively doubling the motherboard lifetime. Mid-range and high-end motherboards, on the other hand, use solid capacitors exclusively. For every 10 degrees Celsius less, their average lifespan is multiplied approximately by 3, resulting in a 6 times higher lifetime expectancy at 65 degrees Celsius. These capacitors may be rated for 5,000, 10,000, or 12,000 hours of operation at 105 degrees Celsius, extending the projected lifetime in comparison with standard solid capacitors. Motherboards contain some non-volatile memory to initialize the system and load some startup software, usually an operating system, from some external peripheral device. Microcomputers such as the Apple II and IBM PC used ROM chips mounted in sockets on the motherboard. At power-up, the central processor would load its program counter with the address of the boot ROM and start executing instructions from the ROM. These instructions initialized and tested the system hardware displayed system information on the screen, performed RAM checks, and then loaded an initial program from a peripheral device. If none was available, then the computer would perform tasks from other memory stores or display an error message, depending on the model and design of the computer and the ROM version. For example, both the Apple II and the original IBM PC had Microsoft Cassette Basic and ROM and would start that if no program could be loaded from disk. Most modern motherboard designs use a BIOS stored in an EEPROM chip soldered to or socketed on the motherboard to boot an operating system. Non-operating system boot programs are still supported on modern IBM PC descended machines, but nowadays it is assumed that the boot program will be a complex operating system such as Microsoft Windows or Linux. The BIOS firmware tests and configures memory, circuitry, and peripherals. This power on self-test POST, may include testing some of the following things. Video adapter, cards inserted into slots such as conventional PCI, floppy drive, temperatures, voltages, and fan speeds for hardware monitoring, CMOS memory used to store BIOS setup configuration, keyboard and mouse, network controller, optical drives, CD-ROM or DVD-ROM, SCSI hard drive, IDE, EIDE or serial ADA hard disk drive, security devices such as fingerprint reader or the state of a latching switch to detect intrusion, USB devices such as a memory storage device.
On recent motherboards, the BIOS may also patch the central processor microd if the BIOS detects that the installed CPU is one for which errata had been published. Many motherboards now use an updated to BIOS called UEFI.